People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. ready <laughs> hello everybody i'm back to another edition of the 20 by 20 crew i'm joe i'm matt and coming back at you this week uh post royal rumble 2018 we're, we're we are sitting here with the boss we're sitting here with stephanie mcmahon and stephanie has no idea what rounder rousey is doing out here except for the fact that she's pointing at wrestlemania i i <laughs> It was an interesting rumble, to say the least. It was an interesting weekend in wrestling. The following announcement has been paid for by B B B Bullet Club. What is this? This isn't about you. This isn't about you. You don't take it. Hey, no, 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 no. Hey, man, moment. This is my best friend. You can't take his moment. You lost. It's done. It's done. It already started. It's been started. This is his moment. It's his moment. It's his moment. Marty Sterling now. Well, what was squash 24 hours we ago? Now it's starting to percolate again. Cody needs to go to the back. We don't need to air dirty laundry here in front of this sold-out house. Action! Jackson is like a leader. There is no one to do it. Not right now. Win. What is your deal? Well, come on now. Matt, you don't need to be here. You're back. Whoa! Kenny just pushed back. His best friend. Wait a minute. I don't think he meant to do that. Let's start with the rumble here. Yeah, um, please. Let's let's start I mean, with the rumble. Obviously, anytime the uh, the WWE has any kind of major events, they they do a whole weekend worth now, including with the NXT pay per view. Um, but the rumble itself, uh, of course, had the the two rumble uh, Royal Rumble matches uh, for the men and the women. Uh, it, a lot of interesting stuff. The stuff happens. Um, and we'll just we'll just dive right into the actual rumble matches, and I was I was a little surprised um, at first, though I understand why they did it. Uh, you got the, the 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 men's rumble took place very early in the show. Um, usually, this is your your main event uh, because it has huge WrestleMania implications. I mean, we're talking potentially setting up the main event of WrestleMania, which is obviously your biggest event of the year for WWE. Uh, for some, for them to do it so early was, was a little surprising. But I, again, I understand why, and we'll talk about more of that later. Um, so we talked about predictions. And we talked about uh, who would win the Royal Rumble, which is a really hard thing to, to try to guess because there's 30 entrances. Uh, you and I were in agreement that if Roman Reigns, who at the time we were unsure of, uh, if he was going to be in the Royal Rumble match, it was either going to be him or it was going to be a SmackDown wrestler. And, again, g- given everything going on with the potential uh, steroid allegations, we were unsure if Roman Reigns was going to be in there, so it left it wide open, which was really fun. Uh, and then Roman Reigns' music hits. I don't remember what number he was, but um, 
he comes out, and we kind of just look at each other and say, yep, it's going to be Roman Reigns or a SmackDown wrestler. How very fitting <laughs> that the final two was Roman Reigns and Shinsuke Nakamura, who wrestles on what program? SmackDown Live. So, not to say we told you so, but we told you so. <laughs> and... Again, I, I've been on record, and I'm, I'm standing to this, that I'm a Roman Reigns fan. I, I am. But I have to agree with the masses out there that I'm getting a little tired of him being just forced in the main event picture every single opportunity that he gets. Um, and it's not fair to Roman that they do that because then he becomes the next, the next John Cena, the next Hulk Hogan in the sense that he's, he's always there. Nobody else gets a shot. It's always him. So, I don't know. I with with Roman Reigns being the last guy, you know, the crowd's just going nuts. They they are just absolutely pissed off by this. And Shinsuke Nakamura wins. There's a part of me that that says this was a last second decision. I in, in my opinion, I I don't feel that Shinsuke Nakamura probably went in there at least into the building, thinking that he was going to win this match. I, I really feel that the way WWE does business, and again, we'll talk more about how they do business later on the show, they don't seem to, not saying they don't care what the fans think, but they don't seem to listen because they, they still feel that, oh, we know what's best for business, and you're, you're, you're going to like it. Trust us. You're going to like it, even though it's the same regurgitated crap. Uh, you're going to like it. And for them to do the Shinsuke thing, it was, all right, well, who the hell pitched that to Vince McMahon to run with Shinsuke Nakamura? And then for him to announce right away in the same night that, oh, I'm going after AJ Styles, which is, I mean, it's not a, a, a fantasy match because it's technically happened before, but it's uh, it's definitely a one of those matches that the wrestling fan legitimately wants to see so i don't know what do you think do you, i mean did did they did they get it right i mean they got it right in my opinion but that's not what i'm asking i guess did they get it right initially or was this something that they had to judge based off crowd reaction was this a last minute thing do you think so we, you and i watched the rumble together yeah and it got down to shinsuke nakamura roman reigns and john cena I told you, right when it happened, I was like, here's the part where any other promotion would recognize that the crowd is establishing establishing Cena and Reigns as heels and Nakamura as the babyface, so they should listen to the crowd and let the babyface go over and win. But, again, I repeat the first part of my statement, any other promotion... <laughs> And so I, I genuinely thought that they were going to um, eliminate Nakamura and then it would be down to Cena and Reigns all over again and we would be stuck with the same two main eventers um, headlining or co-headlining WrestleMania. And um, I'm glad it didn't turn out that way, but if you go back and look on uh, the Rumble, um, we'll try to provide a timestamp on the website, but if you go back and look during the Rumble, uh, right when those three are in the ring, uh, Cena does take time out to tell Roman something uh, about the crowd. Um, I don't know exactly what he says to him, but he definitely addresses that the crowd um, is... He, he acknowledges that the crowd is booing 
both John Cena and Roman Reigns and cheering for Shinsuke Nakamura. It's John Cena and Roman Reigns to go face to face. Cena, in my estimation, the greatest of all time. Roman Reigns trying to knock him off that ledge. Reigns with a right. Cena with a right. So my feeling, because of that, I really think that this was probably not necessarily a last-minute audible called by the company. Yeah. But probably like zero hour, you know, sure. fa- fairly early before the event, they decided, you know what, we're gonna go, we're gonna go with Nakamura over everybody else instead of whatever was initially talked about. Again, that's just my opinion. You know, I'm speculating here. I don't, you know, right. I wasn't there for the conversation, but it, it definitely had that feel to me. And I, I love it. I, I, I'm happy for Shinsuke. Uh, you guys know me. I'm not a John Cena fan by any stretch. And um, Nor should you be. <laughs> yeah, nor should I be. <laughs> and, and Roman Reigns, I could give or take. Uh, that's To me, that's a whole other podcast for me. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that uh, he immediately picked uh, AJ Styles as the champion he would like to face. Uh, for those of you counting, it's well over 700 and some odd days since their last meeting in New Japan. It's been quite a while, and uh, you got to remember too that while the internet wrestling community at large has somewhat been experienced with this this match, this this fantasy booking, I guess. Um, it hasn't happened in the WWE universe yet, and so no. it, it is a fantasy to them. Yeah, it it is. It totally is. Um, and if you're not too familiar to what we're talking about, uh, you, you you really you really should check it out. Uh, you can check it out on our website at twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash njpw. Uh, for anything New Japan related, uh, it's it's definitely something that is worth worthwhile watching. Um, Wrestle Kingdom 10, if I'm not mistaken, it is when, it happened. when it happened for the Intercontinental Championship, uh, Shinsuke versus AJ, and it was around the time when they both left the company um, to come to WWE, so this was something that when when they came together, um, as pretty much as, as a package deal, if you will, for WWE, along with Gallows and Anderson, like this was one of those matches that I, as a, as a wrestling fan, put it, you know, put it on my, you know, to you know, hope for to hope for a calendar, because it's something that should happen and something that WWE fans should see more often. Because I we talk about all the time the frustration of the 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 crazy abundance of talent that you have, and you just you you, you pass up on on Shinsuke versus AJ so much. So for them to do it, and hopefully it stays this way. I mean, who knows? We're still we're still weeks away from from WrestleMania. But you know, AJ versus versus Shinsuke is a main event worthy WrestleMania match, and we're going to speculate on WrestleMania matches in another episode because we're still so far away from it. But uh, this right here, and I'm going to say to to paraphrase a little bit from you, in any other promotion, <laughs> this is your main event, and we'll wait and see on that. But. We're talking Rumble here. I was really excited to see Shinsuke Nakamura win this match. I did not have him winning it by any means, but it was it was definitely something that was was great for the for the business for 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 WWE. 
and it's gonna it's gonna lead to some really interesting storylines for uh, leading up to WrestleMania between those two because those guys will definitely steal the show. Uh, and again, let, let them let them do what they do, plain and simple. You know, you don't you don't need to plan anything. You can plan everything else. Don't plan that match. Let them do what they do. Um, so that's the men's. You know, we get the men's Royal Rumble every year. This the, year, this year was the first women's rumble. First women's rumble, which was the main event, and I honestly, when when the, when the men's happened first, I was like, "Wow, that's that's really surprising." But again, I I understood why they did it. So I assumed that we were going to get uh, Brock, Kane, and Strowman in your as your main event. I also made the same assumption because let's face it, um, the way they do business, yeah, I mean. <laughs> and I was gonna just gonna send everybody home early and say, "Hey, the show's <laughs> over. You know, I gotta I got stuff to do tomorrow. You know, there's no point of watching this anymore." Uh, but no, the the women took took the uh, took the stage for the final event, and you know, I I I love I love that that match placement. I think it was great for the very first one. Um, I personally enjoyed this match uh, a little bit better than than the men's. Um, the the end result was great too for me, but uh, you know you had you had a combination of you know your your newer talents, your current talents, your past talent, definitely a lot more in, in this match than you did in the men's match. And again, a lot of it is because it is the inaugural you know edition. They wanted to, I guess, pay tribute to those that paved the way, if you will. You know, and and I there's just some names in there that <laughs> didn't pave shit you know for for this match but you know it, it is what it is it's it's fine it's it's the first time i would have liked to see more you know nxt women in there um you know nikki cross for example was one that i was pretty bummed they didn't get a chance to be in this match um but you did get the the champ ember moon which was cool uh but anyways it was it was really cool i i i had one issue with this match and it was why the hell did everybody keep leaving the ring? It just it seemed it seemed really <laughs> weird. I, I had to keep asking, like, hey, did Sasha get eliminated? Oh no, she's just you know, she's on the outside of the ring. Oh, okay. Why? Like, what's she doing out there? Like you know, it, it it was like everybody kept leaving the ring for a while and it's like I I just I got confused. I got confused who was still in it and I, I don't know if they thought because they were setting up for high spots and they weren't involved in that they shouldn't be in the ring. I, I don't know what, what they, if they were told to do that. I'm not sure. But it was a little weird for a while because it's like, well, where's everybody at? Because, you know, there was times where it was Nia Jackson. I can't remember who else was in the ring, but it was just it was just those two. And it's like, that that's it? Where's everybody? You know, and then, and then like 20 seconds later, there's nine people in the ring. And, and it, it, it didn't take away from it. It was just weird. And I know there's some inexperience involved that goes with that, yada yada yada. But overall, I was I was definitely pleased with it. Um, there's some different different storyline arcs that they they can play into for the future. I wasn't thrilled on the the fact that it was the Bella twins. Asuka and, and Sasha Banks as your final four, and the only issue I had with that is the fact that the Bella Twins were in your final four. Definitely two that uh, really bask in the glory of the women's evolution, but didn't really do much to contribute to that. I think they dropped the ball with that one. Maybe maybe stick with Trish Stratus or, or somebody of that nature if you wanted to go with people that helped pave the way, or maybe an Italia, but that's just me nitpicking. So, once... Uh, once it was down between Asuka and the Bellas, it was pretty obvious who was going to win this match. And Asuka uh, wins the match, wins the uh, the Women's Royal Rumble, and 
before we go on with anything else, I mean, your thoughts on on the whole match in general. I, I think I might be able to shed a little insight as to why they kept getting out of the ring. I believe Dave Meltzer reported uh, as part of his Wrestling Observer Online that he had come across information that the WWE was filming footage for an upcoming documentary about the evolution of their women's division. Okay. Uh, which would make sense as to why they had the semi-surprise entrance uh, like Kelly Kelly and Tori. Um, right. Trish Stratus. Um, whether, whether or not they were part of the progress of women's wrestling, it's, it's debatable. And, and the only reason I say that is because I, I'm agreeing with you that they did very little. Some of them did very little for right. for the progress. But it's kind of like one of those instances where you got to take a step backward to make two steps forward. Sure. You know, yeah. I, th- I think without the the Attitude Era version of the women's division where they had, you know, pudding matches and bra and panties <laughs> matches and, you know, uh, bikini I mean, it's, it's fun for an eight-year-old kid to watch, I, sure. I, I, think, I think without any of that and doing the alternative where it was just actual wrestling, yeah. I think, to be honest with you, I think it would have taken a lot longer for them to get where they're at now. As weird as that sounds. Okay, no, um, I, I do get that. But with that all being said, I think that's, all, I think the, that's also the reason... You had so many of the participants leaving the ring at certain points in the match was probably to get those high spots filmed for the documentary. Now, again, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Kind of makes sense from from a production standpoint, but uh, I guess we'll see whenever this, this documentary gets released, but... That's that's my thinking. That's that's the only because it wasn't like it was one or two participants. You had quite a few out. It was everybody, of the ring, yeah. And it yeah. happened multiple times. I I get that. I'm not I'm not much of a fan of them doing that. And that's the problem. Like everything's got to be a fucking production with these with, the, with these people. Like it's it's like oh we're gonna film a documentary with it too. Like just have the goddamn match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, well they have, they have a very high standard for their their production. Uh, practices and you know it is what it is i think it took away from the match it, it totally did um, yeah but overall i enjoyed the match i liked it better than the men and it wasn't even about the surprises necessarily because let's face it every year part of the the excitement around royal rumble is is the surprises yeah. whether it's one big surprise or many small surprises you always look forward to the that x factor that happens you know who's Who's coming back just for this match, or right. you know, who's making a special appearance? You just never know. But yeah, the, I think overall it was a decent match. Uh, I also was not happy about the Bellas being part of the final four. Um, like both of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, both of them. But uh, I'm even, I'm even more upset that for the two of them to be in there and not take the time to to get over his heels a little more. Yeah, um, that that bothered me more than anything because they could. I mean, they they started doing it. it you know, it, you obviously had Oscar getting uh, beat on by both Bella twins and Sasha Banks at one point, right? And then it was very short lived. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand they're under time constraints and and all of that, but 
what their actions in the ring as they're beating her up could have been a little more dastardly. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. In order for for them to come across more as heels, because that's what they're that's what they were trying to do. Right. And if if that if that was uh, taking place. Uh, I, I would have been much more of a happy camper uh, because the next thing you know, they they quickly turn on Sasha. Now, I'm not saying that wasn't a heel move because clearly it was, but there wasn't much setup for it, and they, they easily could have rectified this. Wait, you want to talk about setup. Like you, you, just, you just set me up for the tone of what we're going to talk about very, very uh, closely here. You talk about setting up for, for long term now. It didn't doesn't take much to realize that Sasha Banks had a change in an attitude within that match. I mean, she comes in as a babyface. She probably leaves as a babyface, but now there's a lot of question marks with of her intentions. She eliminates Bailey. She laughs about it. She uh, she talks some some major trash to to Trish and before eliminating her. And then she 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 recruits the Bellas in and beaten in attacking Asuka and which is another heelish move. Now we gotta look at it here. We have Asuka, we have Sasha Banks, and we have the Bella twins. Who is going to show up on Raw the next night? It's gonna be Asuka and Sasha Banks. Why do I care if the Bellas are are, are even going to be heels or doing heel things? I I totally agree with what you're saying, but my point is. The Bellas aren't full-time wrestlers. They they won't be. They you know they're there because again to reap in the benefits of what everybody else around them works so hard for, as well as promote more stupid e television shows that um, if you're a wrestling fan you're probably not watching anyways. So the Bella Twins doing what they did to Asuka was fine. I feel that it should have been Sasha eliminating both of the Bella Twins. Therefore, you have a much more legit final two in Asuka and Sasha Banks. Which what you know? Which which oddly enough, which would have been another great setup was your match the next night on Raw, which they put on. A, from what I've seen uh, in highlights, was a, a really good match. I admittedly haven't seen the match, but I've heard some great things about it, and I've seen some really good highlights too. So there's a, there was an opportunity right there to really promote one that match and two that heel turn that is at this point it's pretty obvious it's going to happen. Uh, Bella Twins. They're they're not going to be there the next day. They're not going to be there the following day. So why does it matter? They they could do what they did to Asuka, but then it should have been Sasha eliminating them in another heelish move and saying it's all about me because that was the angle that looked like they were going with. She was even saying that like this is my time. This is this is my rumble, and she gets what she wants. They they beat the crap out of Asuka to the point where she's on the ground. Then she sees gets the opportunity and eliminates the Bella Twin. It's just another drop the drop in the ball opportunity because as soon as Sasha leaves that that ring and goes over the top rope and is eliminated the match should have just ended right there because the Bella Twins aren't going to win the Royal Rumble especially against Asuka Asuka's not going to to lose uh cleanly right now it, it could happen as soon as Wrestlemania but it could have been a a heelish opportunity for Sasha to uh, eliminate her and, and then you know and then the, the baby face prevails and at that that right there it, it kind of wrote itself but they just they decided to rip that page out of the book, and that's that was my frustration too. Because again, when the legit threat 
is eliminated and you're left with novelties, well, that's that's all you got is novelties. All right, so I'm gonna ask you a question here. If if ask not away. if not the Bellas, yes, which two contestants would you have liked to have seen in there with Sasha and Oscar? I think this would have been a good opportunity for for Bailey to be in there. Um, Bailey. Uh, to, to be so close to the Rumble and to be eliminated by her her best friend that speaks volumes. I'm not saying it didn't it didn't at the spot that it, it, it happened at, but Bailey uh, it had right there in the final four to be that close and then to find the right moment to be screwed over by Sasha that would have wrote, written a much better story. Um, like I said, it, it still it still it wrote they still wrote it nicely. It just Final Four is, is a lot more like holy shit kind of a moment, almost like a like a Sid Justice Hulk Hogan type moment where it's like you know oh my god you're doing this now, you know <laughs> where I'm about to win this thing. So even if it came down to Bailey and and Oscar, like Sasha Banks gets eliminated, and she gets pissed off because maybe Bailey didn't make the save, and then Bay and then Sasha Banks turns on her, call, you know causes her to be eliminated. Lose, yeah. yeah, I mean there's 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 opportunities there. Uh, as far as the fourth person. I, I mean, I, I still always feel, personally, and I, I probably will always feel this way, that Natalia would have been a great pick for a Final Four. I'm really surprised that she got eliminated before this. Yeah. I, I really am. Because um, you want to talk about paving the way. That's, that's, that's her. Seems like it's the curse of the good worker, man. <laughs> I mean, fuck. How do you feel about having three of the four horsewomen in there up against Asuka as the Final Four? Meaning Sasha Banks... Bailey, Bailey and, and Becky, Becky who got eliminated very early, very, fairly early, not very, but fairly earlier than I thought she would. Um, yeah, that that definitely sets up some intriguing things, especially. And I again, I haven't watched Raw and I haven't watched SmackDown yet. I don't know who Oscar is going to challenge at WrestleMania, but especially if she eliminates all three of them, and then it leads to Oscar versus Charlotte, which. For me, that's the match I want to see in comparison to her versus Alexa Bliss. And that's nothing against Alexa as, as a worker. She's definitely uh, she's definitely getting there for me. But but Charlotte, I've never seen anybody pick up wrestling as quickly as she has. Because um, she hasn't been doing this very long. No. I understand she's got the lineage. and you know Her father's Ric Flair. I get that. But it, it's still, it's I, for somebody to come in and be as good as she is, as fast as she has, that's amazing. So yeah, that one, that's definitely a really good one too, to, to run through the four horses. Women, or at least three, three, four, three, three, three out three of fours, fours. and and then, and then you go after the uh, the final one, the one with the belt. Speaking of Flair, really quick, did yeah, you, did you get to see him as the new Colonel Sanders? I did. What do you think? <laughs> what is there to say about that? I mean, he's better than Reba McIntyre, so oh, you know, uh, I I would I would love to see uh, his likeness as Colonel Sanders on a shirt. I want that shirt somewhere out there. There's got to be a fucking... You'd buy player. it? Yeah, I would buy it. I'd oh buy it God. for you. I'd buy it in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> Someone out there on in the internet wrestling community, make that shirt, put it up for sale somehow. You, yeah, you got a buyer. I'll, I'll buy one. <laughs> and, and I'm a double X, so you'll be getting those, like, plus three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I man, I, I was so excited because... You know, I get this is your this is your first go round with uh, an all women's rumble, and you have all these opportunities to um, to make it successful and meaningful. And I just, man, I really was hoping for a little more time with Becky Lynch and Natalia. Yeah, oh yeah. Because they're they're two strong workers, and let's face it, two of the two of the women that helped carry that entire match. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in there. So. I guess that's my only real complaint. 
It was cool to see some of the returning divas, and others I could really give two craps about. I mean, because I, I do feel that way. Like, Trish, Trish definitely... You know, it took her a little while to to actually wrestle, but she she made you know she became a champ, and she did something with her time there. You know, it it, it wasn't it wasn't the the equivalent to you know a Tori Wilson or a Kelly <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, Kelly yeah. you know, which let's face it, they did they did very little for you know tor- counting towards the progression of of women's pro wrestling or women's sports entertainment. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, but they were the divas. They were the divas, and yeah. the, the name that they don't want to be used. That they don't want to use associated with with women's wrestling in WWE or sports entertainment in WWE anymore. They're not divas. They're women. They're just they're women. And, they're and women you know wrestlers that's, that, or entertainers. That's that's where to me this women's rumble failed because you had you had these former divas, a term that they don't they don't want associated with right. the current product these days. You had them come back for the match. Why not take from your all your already uh, established talent pool? Yeah, and bring in uh, women from NXT. Yeah, you you, tell me you have you have plenty of, of talent. Again, you have a Nikki Cross who is just absolutely dominating NXT right now. You have, I mean, you could have put in Shayna Baszler in there, who is still green, but again, that's women wrestling right there. She's more relevant to the current product and the, the exactly. current direction yeah. that they want to go. Like what's what's so hard about that? And, and again, I understand we're talking about WWE and we're talking about, and I'm I, I don't mean to be insulting here, but we're talking about fans who are more into the the glitz and glamour than the actual in-ring stuff for the most part it seems but again what does kelly kelly bring to the table what does tori wilson bring to the table now i mean what she brought then was bikinis and you know pillow fights pillow fights and, <laughs> and lingerie and, 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 and yeah playboy magazine covers yeah. and that's cool fine again you know when i was you know 13 years old it was it was i mean not saying it's not cool now to to look at those that that pictorial but as wrestling fan what does it do for the for the product and does do anything so you know you're just you're sitting on all this other talent that uh that emphasizes everything that you are claiming you are about. You're about a women's evolution, but you still throw in the divas in there. And I'm not so against Trish Stratus. I'm not a fan, you know, again, because she, she had her fair shares of, you know, bikini matches and this and that. But I think she was kind of that beginning pioneer almost for WWE where it was, okay, well, you can be a little more serious. And not saying that I'm not giving her the credit that I'm giving to Natalia or even a Beth Phoenix, who, again, more relevant than than Trish Stratus would be. But it was kind of like that pioneer where, like, you're kind of you're understanding that at, at some point you, you got to put a wrestling gear on and you got to wrestle. Or at least make it look like you can wrestle, and and she kind of understood that, and so I I, I give her that, you know. I, but again, Kelly Kelly, you know, Tori Wilson, you you, you never got it because you never wanted to. And one one we haven't talked about yet is Lita. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about Lita being in there? I was surprised she was even in there because of uh, the neck problems. Yeah. Uh, and, and in the moon salt she did. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you are uh, any kind of uh, sports entertainer or professional wrestler and they tell you you're not supposed to be doing that anymore because of a neck injury, don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have, to, you have to remember, too, and, and we saw at the Rumble, 
Lita doesn't do a regular moonsault. There's no jump to it. It's a push-off. It's a push-off, yeah. And, and her neck's so close to the ground. I I actually, like, cringed a little bit because like, I just felt like, oh, my gosh, she's going to she's gonna land on her neck. Well, she's and gonna... not only that, she was landing on two opponents, not one. Right. So there, there's, a, there's a little more of a, a complexity to her landing there. Yeah, I was surprised to see her, uh, given the, the whole next situation. I think she fared okay in the match. I mean, it, clearly, a, a lot of these uh, returning divas, you could tell that they, this isn't something they do anymore, yeah. for the most part. And, you know, there, there's <laughs> just ring rust and whatnot. But yeah. I, it was cool to see them. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think that was, like, the, the bittersweet for me for this, for this match. Yeah, it was cool to see them, but uh, we probably could have had a better rumble, um without them to be honest with you you know what why not just bring them in as like uh ambassadors yeah you know have them come out to ringside and you know have the fans acknowledge them and, yeah and, and what have you because hey this is the first women's rumble yeah and yeah you know, th- we're, th- and thanks we're for being to, a part yeah, of it and we're here to celebrate yeah and and they should celebrate i mean if you're a, a fan of if you're a female of any age watching this like you should have a little bit of pride like you know again we're, we're at that point where it's 2018. It seems like we should already be here, but we're not for a lot of things. And yeah, this is just wrestling, and you can say that. But for for them to say, okay, you know, because they, they they when they hyped the match, you know, they talked about the Iron Man match that they had between Bailey and Sasha Banks from NXT. Um, you know, the the Hell in the Cell match, the ladder match, the there was a False Count Anywhere match that they didn't talk about, but there was that one. You know, it's 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 like it's about damn time. It's about damn time because. It's not that women aren't capable of doing it. It's just they didn't have the platform to do it on, and now they do. So it's something to celebrate. It really is, and I, I applaud them for 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 putting this match last because this is a main event worthy match on paper. And and I don't think it failed. I think they failed in a, in, in some areas. Again, we have too many returnees that doesn't offer a whole lot to to the to to the product anymore. You have the the whole Bella situation and this and that, and you can call us nitpickers all you want, but that's that's just the way we see it here. But at the end of the day, it was still a solid match. There was you know there are certain people that should have been in there longer, and not just because we wanted them to, but because of what it means to the to the product. But again. I, I still applaud WWE for, for doing this, and I hope this is a, a continuation of more first. And therefore, you know, when we we see these, it's it's not as big of a deal because it's no longer the first. It's now the third and the fourth and the fifth and so on and so forth to where we continue to get more and more of this. because And, and then we get to continue to get more and more talent that can handle matches like this you know and you know so for for 2019 when they do the royal rumble i you know more nxts more current product you know we had nostalgia it's okay to do a little bit because you know the men's had nostalgia too that's totally fine that's like i said that's part of the the aura that is royal rumble and that's fine because as a wrestling fan i like to to stay away from dirt sheets and say okay who do you think is going to be there you know so when Rey mysterio comes out in the, the men's Royal rumble it's like holy shit Rey mysterio is here yeah that was that was awesome to see him. it was awesome it was great yeah for sure so it's cool to have that so if they do it you know two years from now and trish Stratus is in it again it's Okay, cool. Like that's I'm not again. I'm not a fan, but there's certainly a market for her. So why not? She keeps herself in great shape. Why not? But yeah, it, that's overall. It was it was still a really solid match. 
And we're out to the point now where we talk about the winner, which was is Asuka. So Asuka's still undefeated in in the WWE. It goes all the way to her NXT days. And we didn't talk about this, but Alexa Bliss, who's the Raw Women's Champion, and Charlotte Flair, who's the SmackDown Women's Champion, were at ringside the entire time. They didn't get involved. They just watched. Uh, then they get into the, the ring, and it's time for Asuka to decide who she's going to challenge. Because it is a similar thing to with, with Shinsuke when he won the men's. With who are you going to challenge? Oh, it's going to be AJ Styles. Okay. So who are going to challenge between the two? And here I am. I'm waiting on Charlotte Flair because that's the match I want to see. And then it gets interrupted by the debut of Ronda Rousey. And R- Rowdy. Rowdy. Ronda, Ronda Rousey. Rousey. I, I apologize. Say that five times fast, folks. <laughs> yeah. And she comes out, and the crowd's going wild, and you know, Michael Cole is completely butchering commentary as usual. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, she comes in the ring, and she oddly points at WrestleMania, and... Then she stares at everybody, and then she points again, and then she goes outside the ring. I think she slaps some fives with the fans. Goes face to face with Stephanie McMahon. They look, you know, like they're gonna throw down, even though we know they're not. And then she points again, and then that's how Royal Rumble ends. And you, you mean it ends awkward? Because that's what that fucking segment was. It was <laughs> complete awkwardness. Like she doesn't, she doesn't say anything. No. She comes out and she points a couple times. She shakes <laughs> Stephanie McMahon's hand. Oh, yeah, she did shake the hand. That's right. Um, it wasn't just a face-off. But that's it. There's no, no, no words came out of that woman's mouth. No. Also, the, the timing of her showing up was horrible. <laughs> um, it could have, it could have been done the same way more effectively, but I feel like they just kind of like, oh, go out there and just kind of do this. And yeah, it did. It didn't. It didn't pan pan out very well. I hated that segment. I hated it. I think what they should have did was just have her come out before the end of the match. Even th- even before the beginning of the match, have her come out as a special, like a celebrity. Like fucking make her a celebrity timekeeper, or some shit like that. You know, yeah. or, or celebrity commentator, and have her do something like that. And then at the end of the match, obviously Oscar wins, and Oscar gets in the ring with uh, Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss, and she's about to choose, and then have Rousey in. And that's it. Go off the air. Boom. Success. No, no awkwardness. Yeah, I I agree with that. I I still I still wouldn't be satisfied with that because well, first of all, we we talked about Ronda Rousey coming to the Rumble, being in the Rumble match, and I've I've said that it was been a mistake if they picked Rousey to win the match uh, because of everything that the the women have put forth to to do this rumble to have this rumble here and then now a celebrity comes in and takes all the glory i mean that's that's bella on steroids right there that well you know what i I agree with you but it also would have created some nuclear fucking heel heat on her oh yeah i i agree i agree i just i I guess i guess there's that traditionalist in me that if you know especially for the first time uh, you got you got to you got you, you to put storylines aside, and you got to do it the right way. You got to have somebody deserving. Um, that's just me. But um, so even if Rousey were to, I, re- reason why I don't think Rousey was in this match because I don't think she's physically ready. Not that she's not in great shape, but she physically, as far as ring psychology, yeah, ready. She, she's not trained in the WWE way of doing things. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I would even say just professional wrestling in, in in general. I I don't. I mean, I'm not saying that she hasn't trained yet or whatever, but I just think that uh, they were afraid of her botching botching something, which I could totally see happen. So uh, they saved her for this for the for the, the post match. But again, it still has that same effect to me that having her win the Rumble match would have. And that's the fact that you stole everything that the Rumble represented. You stole in a matter of two minutes of her being out there and pointing at WrestleMania. You know, she she did botch something. I don't know if you caught that or not. You know what I'm talking about? No, enlighten me here. <laughs> she, she, she botched that, uh, that coat. That coat was way too big for her. It was like she had on like yeah. Big Show's coat. Well, I, I, I actually was. I don't know if this is true or not, but I did read that that's actually Piper's coat that she was wearing. I could tell. Yeah, it, it was swallowing her. Yeah, it, it looked. I mean, she looked like a five-year-old child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it made the points even awkward. Yeah, awkward. yeah. I, I, I know why she wore it because she is. Look, Ronda Rousey is a wrestling fan. She she has been known to frequent uh, wrestling shows, uh, especially during her MMA days. And she got the blessing from from Rowdy Piper, the late great Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Uh, may he rest in peace. I miss him dearly. But uh, he got she got the blessing from him to, to use the the nickname Rowdy. Like that was fans were calling her that, or the media was calling her that, and she didn't want that name to be associated with her without his blessing, and she got it. So I get that, but yeah, I mean, you can wear that coat, but you didn't need to wear it then. I, I agree. It looks it looks silly. I'm six foot eight, about two hundred and thirty pounds. <laughs> Trust me, there's room in that coat for me too. That's how bad it was. <laughs> yeah, it just it just it, it looked it looked it did look silly on her. Um, you know what? I, I, again, it's with Ronda Rousey doing this. Uh, it just it's like Oscar who. And that that doesn't roll off the tongue very well because Asuka is a bad motherfucker. I'll tell you that much. And she will kick your ass. And I I don't like the fact that she puts in the work and wins the match. And now we have a great segment between challenger and potential, you know, cha- cha- champions and potential challenger. And then a celebrity comes in and says, "Hey, no, screw that." Uh, I'm doing WrestleMania, and it's just it it, it just it, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And I'm a Ronda Rousey fan. I I do watch enough MMA to know about her, and she's she's a bad motherfucker in her own right. In MMA, we'll see how she does in wrestling. But even if it was if if it was anybody else, I would say eh, maybe the timing is a little off again because this is the inaugural Women's Royal Rumble. But now you throw in a celebrity, somebody who's never had a wrestling match in her life, you know, with. with Besides potential sparring matches in in a in a gym, and you come in and you say the hell with what these women did. I'm the most important person here because I'm Ronda Rousey, and now we're gonna end the the pay per view on me. And who cares who won the Royal Rumble match? It's it's a slap in the face to everything that those women put together. And and the the problem is is that WWE doesn't see that. And you know I I've, I've been having this conversation for the past few days now. And you got WWE fans that don't quite see that. I, look, I understand this is WrestleMania season now. I understand we're gonna get surprises i understand that that's just part of wrestlemania and i'm not opposed of having a celebrity come in and i get that because of ronda rousey we we get more more coverage wwe gets more coverage on espn and 
you know, probably Good Morning America and stuff like that. I get it now. I, I, I do get that, but that doesn't change anything. It, this isn't, again, we talk about long-term, long-term and short-term here. And Ronda Rousey is a is a short-term novelty, really. And I understand, look, there, here's, here's another thing, too. And if you don't know this, Ronda Rousey did sign a full-time contract with WWE. But the problem with that argument is that Ronda Rousey is not going to be this big of an attraction the entire time that she's wrestling as a full-time wrestler are you are you sitting i i guess i guess what i'm going to ask is uh are you insinuating that this is going to be kind of a similar situation as to what's going on with brock lester where she's just making spot performances here and there well, I, I'm hearing full time. So when I when I hear full time, because I don't, you know, Brock Lesnar was never never called a full time under full time contract. So Ronda Rousey being full time, I'm assuming not necessarily every single week, but she'll be there more more times than than Brock Lesnar. You know, you'll see her at probably every pay per view, or you know, give or take a few maybe here or there. But you'll see more of her. And when you see more of somebody. That whole excitement is definitely gone. Uh, I'm not saying that she can't be exciting, but my, my point is it's big now because it's like, holy crap, here comes MMA superstar. Now she's in wrestling. But what happens when she's, okay, she's been in wrestling for three months. Now what? Not, you know, not, now what? Are you still going to be okay that you shit on Asuka's moment? Because, you know, Ronda Rousey is a, a big draw. Ronda Rousey is going to be a big draw for WrestleMania no matter where you put her. Why did, Why couldn't you wait a night? Why, what's, what's so hard about... Doing it on Raw. What's so hard about doing it at the Chamber, Elimination Chamber? Why? Why did you have to shit on the women's Royal Rumble by doing this? It just. It, let it, me let me ask you. It, keeping her on the same same night as Royal Rumble. Is there any other place that she could have shown up in? in you know, in, in the card. Yeah. And uh, still established her presence and and made a better made for a better situation where she wasn't shitting on the rumble. I think I think she stays she has to stay away from that rumble at this point. If you were if she was going to be a part of it, that's fine. Be a part of it and 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 preferably lose it. I'm okay with it. Gets eliminated. I'm okay with that. Winning it to me was a no and then obviously the whole after effect. You know, if you have her on during like you know like you said, be a guest commentator, be a guest whatever, I'm okay with that. But don't don't enter that ring when Oscar's and and Charlotte and Alexa's in there. Don't enter that ring. There's a time and a place for it, and that was that just wasn't it. Would it have changed anything for you if she still approached Oscar and and Flair and, and Bliss, but she did it outside of the ring as opposed to going inside of them during that segment? During that segment, the only thing that I would suggest is while Alexa and Charlotte are going into the ring. A stare down would have been okay. Between between the champs and and Rousey, I'm okay with that. I'm certainly okay with that. But that that's it. And it you know you can you know if you're Michael Cole, you can make a mention to it. That's fine. If you're Stephanie, you can make who was who was doing guest commentary. That's fine. But anything else, it's it just it leads again. It just leads to the fact that Ronda Rousey is more important than your entire women's roster. That's what it said. And I get I you can argue all the pops that she got, which you, that's a stupid argument because of course she will. She's Ronda Rousey. It'd be the same thing if Conor McGregor comes out and says, "Fuck you, Shinsuke. I'm Conor McGregor. You know, th- you know, good job winning the Royal Rumble, but I'm Conor McGregor. So 
yeah, let's make this happen because I'm Conor McGregor. That's what it's, that's what it's, you know, Ronda Rousey didn't say anything. She pointed at the Rumble and says, fuck you, this, I'm going to be the, the top star at WrestleMania because I'm Ronda Rousey. And that's bullshit because it just, it just, it just shits on the entire women roster who may not be able to beat her up in a MMA, in a, you know, MMA fight, but this sure as hell, most of that, the, the, the women who compete in that match will out-wrestle her on their worst days. And it's just, this is the part where I get frustrated as a WWE fan because it's, we pick celebrity over our talent. And that's a terrible thing because once the once the 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 pops and circumstances is over, all you're left with is the wrestler slash sports entertainer. And Ronda Rousey is not it. She, you know, I I I hope I eat those words because I love to see her actually be a good wrestler. But I just don't see it at all. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stop the conversation here and go into some fantasy booking just for this segment. Are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. I think I figured out a way for them to to make this situation better. Now, whether they act upon it or not okay. is a whole other thing. Let's go back. Let's go back. Hop on, hop on your uh, WWE Network subscription, and let's go back and revisit the time Mike Tyson came in to the WWE. Okay, 1998. Horrible crotch chop and all. Because <laughs> let's face it, folks, he had, don't get me wrong, he was making an X with his hands, but it, the, his crotch chop was awkward at best. But let, let, horrible crotch chops aside, let's, let's replace Tyson with Rousey. Think about that build. Think about his interaction with the talent and them u- using him in a limited capacity. He still made an impact. Yeah. It still was a big, big, uh, big deal. A big idea. Yeah. A big deal. And, you know, it. the publicity was there. You know, ESPN, all the major networks oh, yeah. covered it. Absolutely. Um, am I wrong in, in, in uh, booking things that way? Do you think Rousey would have been much more effective had they kind of done her a la Tyson? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, you need to go get a WWE Network subscription if you already don't have one. You can find more information on our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. Yeah, 1998, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, and Mike Tyson, believe it or not. And watch, just watch the buildup. Watch how they utilize him. Watch, you know, it, he he definitely made a present. You know, most dangerous man in the world for, for all intent and purposes. Yeah. And he didn't have a fucking stupid t-shirt that said anything about his hands either <laughs> come catch these hands yeah come catch these hands <laughs> he caught one through the ear he that was, did that was he, pretty bad uh, but that's what he gets for uh, for 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 laying into brock i guess well suppose i don't know if you know this but uh so brock was yelling at him while he uh was giving him the old the old one two Brock wait, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. And now Brock Lesnar trying to pick the leg of Strowman. That clubbing. Oh, oh that wow. Knee, knee to the jaw. Lord. A knee to the jaw. He caught Lesnar good. A knee to the jaw. Yeah, but Brock, Brock got him. He just... This was this was a quote from a few few sources. Slow the fuck down. End quote. This is what I'm talking about with with Braun Strowman. Is he's big. He's apparently bad, but he's not quite there with his ring his ring work yet. And it led to him taking a knee to Brock Lesnar, which doesn't bother me per se because I'm not a Lesnar fan. But you know you got to be careful. With it, your it, it bothered me because. Uh... 
he should have went harder and knocked oh, out. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We're going that route. That's that's totally good. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to be careful. I mean, accidents happen, but you know, if it's carelessness, you know, shit like that happens. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I would have done the same thing as Brock. Unfortunately, if you're gonna if you're gonna potato me in the ring like that, I'm gonna get up and, and give it right back. That's to no you. that's an old school mentality, yeah. and you know, I mean. Honestly, I, I understand Brock Lesnar is a bigger guy than the guys I'm going to say, but he's lucky it was Brock Lesnar and it wasn't a Bob Holly or an Eddie Guerrero or a Chris Benoit because he probably would have been knocked out. Yeah, he would have. You know, Eddie Guerrero would have hit him with a dropkick <laughs> right to his jaw and knocked his ass out. So, you know, you, just be smarter in that ring. And it's just something that's just, this is one that shows you the lack of ability that he has. He needs a lot more work, but he's not going to get it because he's already a main eventer. And I know I just went on this whole tangent with, with, with Ronda Rousey. And again, I'm a Ronda Rousey fan. I'm, I, this is going to sound contradictory, but I'm, I'm definitely, I don't want to say glad, but I'm definitely okay with her being in WWE. She's she's a wrestling fan. Not that you need to be a wrestling fan to be a pro wrestler, though you should. Yeah, I would assume it helps. Yeah, but she's she's definitely been a wrestling fan. I've I've, I've seen her at, at, at go to a lot of indie shows, and it's cool to be that that she's deciding to do this now. I I think she's taking a a hiatus, or maybe she's retiring from MMA. Uh, fighting altogether. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, she is going to be hitting her 30s soon if she hasn't done so already. So what are you trying to say, Matt? It's just time for a new <laughs> chapter in her life. Hey, I'm I'm going to be in that same boat in a couple of years here. I'm pushing 40, folks. Yeah. That, that's my beef here. <laughs> but um, you know, it, like it's 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 not the fact that she's there. It's not the fact that she's getting a WrestleMania match. This is WrestleMania. She wouldn't be the first celebrity to have a WrestleMania match. To me, she's already more deserving than a Snooki oh, or God. a Maria Menudos. <laughs> oh, that was another horrible thing too. <laughs> yeah, she. Oh my God. You talk about worst ring announcer ever, man. It you know <laughs> again. I, I'm not a. I'm not an expert on any of this but I am a seasoned wrestling fan and I will yeah. say this okay wrestling color commentary 101 <laughs> you have what is supposed to be a surprise person come out whether celebrity or not okay <laughs> you let the the ringside color commentators do their job and hopefully they do it right <laughs> I'm talking to you Michael Cole yeah <laughs> Hopefully they do it right, and they put her. Put, they would have. They should have put Rousey over. Like, holy crap, that's Ronda Rousey. What is she doing here? Yeah. Okay. Something along those lines. Not what Maria Menounos did, and grab a live mic and announce <laughs> Ronda Rousey coming to the ring as if she was a participant ready to wrestle. Yeah. Like the whole. It was almost Howard Finkelish. <laughs> where she was just like Ronda Rousey, and we're we're here at at the the twenty by twenty crew uh, domain over here, and we're like, what the fuck is she doing? Get her off that mic. Um, yeah, Vince just Vince should have just been cutting that mic as soon as she said anything. Maria Menounos, <laughs> you're fire. You know that's what it, that should have happened. Yeah, it was it was really uh, really awkward. It added more awkwardness to an awkward situation. God, that was horrible. <laughs> Very poorly done. And again, my, my, my issue is here, and I just... I wanted the women to have as perfect of a, of a match, both during and after, as possible, because they, they fucking earned it. And Asuka wins it, which would... Whether it's her or... 
versus Alexa or, or her versus Charlotte are going to be good matches. I prefer against Charlotte because that would just be a wrestling clinic right there if they allowed them to do what they both can do. But the, the point is, let them have the moment that they worked so hard for. And you, you know what? Both of those, both of the Rumble winners in Asuka and uh, Nakamura are in the same boat now, if you think about it. Yeah. They're in um, what should be almost instant classics of matches come WrestleMania time. Yeah. But it really solely depends on what the company is willing to let them get away with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because clearly, you know, again, go, you know, uh, check out the the match at Wrestle Kingdom 10 between AJ Styles and, and Shinsuke Nakamura via New Japan for, for a little more reference to what we're talking about. But yeah, you, you want to let them kind of go in and call their own spots. And, and, and I'm not saying that Charlotte Flair and Oscar are going to have the same success, but you've got to let them kind of do what they do uh, as as wrestlers, not sport entertainers. And I think the the end result will be something much more WrestleMania worthy. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. let's I've, here's to hoping because uh, yeah. I, I I mean I'm excited for both matches. Yeah. Um, so long as we get the so long as we get uh, the Oscar Charlotte match. Yeah. It's it's got to be less watered down, less you know. We don't want too many people involved in how the match is set up. Basically, is what we're saying. You should be able to trust your 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 sports entertainers in this situation, <laughs> and and just kind of let them go in and and wrestle against each other. And I think that's the the best hope for the ultimate product. Put the wrestle back in WrestleMania, please. Oh man, yes. Put that on a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, yeah, so I, I just want to conclude this because I know we got to move on here. I just, when, when you set up anything in wrestling, and this is going to be relevant to what next we're going to talk about, you, you have to think of long term. And obviously Ronda Rousey has signed a, long, a full-time contract. I don't know the terms of anything. I don't know how long it's going to be, but apparently it's full-time. Whatever that means, I, I, I'm just speculating that it's going to be more appearances than Brock Lesnar, which isn't saying much. But, yeah, that's not saying much. But again, Ronda Rousey is, as of right now, she's a novelty, and you have to ask the question, though. So, And, and, and I made this point on on uh on a few wrestling groups is is Ronda Rousey going to be the next Ken Shamrock or is she going to be the next Daniel Pugh and is she just going to be a complete waste of space who can't figure it out or is she going to be the next next MMA wrestler that figured it out and actually could have a, a legit wrestling career we don't know yet and and I'm not whether you're a Ken Shamrock fan or not he he had he definitely had the the ability to be something special and he was for a while until he decided to go back to MMA and complete and lose every fight <laughs> afterwards uh, I'm sorry you can't be 50 years old and fighting 20 year old guys it just doesn't work that way well not in, a, not in MMA anyway. not in MMA no we don't know yet we do know because we, we keep talking about it is that Asuka versus Charlotte Flair that's the match that, that is a guaranteed highlight what we don't know is what the hell Ronda Rousey is going to do inside that ring. Is she going to be any good? And it's it's okay to want to get ESPN involved. It's okay to want to get the the big networks and the big magazines involved because it's money. Of course, WWE's they're no dummies. It's it's business. But when it comes down to it, 
when it, when when the dust settles at WrestleMania, ESPN doesn't give a shit about your product. The you know People Magazine or whoever the hell you you're, is covering this, they don't give a shit about your product. They just cared about Ronda Rousey. So what happens post WrestleMania? You have to think about that, and you have to set it up for that. And it's stuff like that. I'm not saying that WrestleMania is ruined or anything like that, but it's shit like that that doesn't actually doesn't help the product as much as you think it is the immediate impact of course and i'm not even going to try to argue that because that'd be stupid the immediate impact is that it's huge ronda rousey on on on, on wwe product oh my god what's going to happen with this okay but after wrestlemania are we still going to be talking about ronda rousey who knows no, we, but, we don't know. No, but hopefully we're still talking about the product. Yeah, and and, and that's that's what they want. They want they, they want people to stick around and be interested in the product, and hopefully she can do that for them. Yeah, but you know, too, you know who can do it for you is is, is people like Oscar. And if you, I don't, I, I'd imagine that Oscar couldn't be none too pleased with what happened. You know, who's to say if you you know if you pissed her off enough that she just says, well, fuck it. Well, if I'm just a novelty here, then. I'll go be best in the world somewhere else. Which is yeah, I mean that that <laughs> Who do you who who's more important and pleasing? That that's who you gotta ask. And and that's what you gotta ask, I should say. And Well it's Vince McMahon. I know the answer to that. It's unfortunate. It's, it's, it's always Vince McMahon. <laughs> because, because the shitty thing is, the, the shitty thing is, is that this is a situation where they could have had their cake and eat it too, and they just decided to eat it at the wrong time. There's a time and place for everything, and that January 28th was not the time and place. After you know, after the fact that you had a, a Royal Rumble match, you do it then. That was it was terrible planning because much like uh, the Mike Tyson situation, he debuted on Raw. Yeah. And it it delivered still. They had had a great moment with Stone Cold and it it still delivered. I what's so wrong with Raw? It's one of the most watched televised weekly shows, you know, that around somehow still. Somehow still. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We got to move on, though. We got to move on. We got to talk about different stuff. We uh, we are going to talk about some different stuff here in a second. Uh, again, if you uh, if you don't have your subscription to the WWE Network, you can get more information on that by visiting 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. We highly encourage it as much as we badmouth the product these days. You still get a lot of awesome wrestling on there, and they are constantly adding stuff. As a matter of fact, what's what's February uh, got to bring? February, I know you're excited. February of 2018 is bringing the entire Coliseum Home Video Collection to the WWE Network. I am super excited about all this. If you are not familiar with uh, Coliseum Home Video, that is the uh, the first wave of home video used by the WWE back when they were the WWF and you get to see classic stuff by Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, Hillbilly Jim, Andre the Giant, the Killer Bees, Bobby Heenan, all those great classic wrestlers uh, from the WWF and days past. It it makes for a hell of a collection. I can't wait. I'm so excited. What's um, I, I'm showing my age here, ladies and gentlemen. What exactly is is on? What what, what do we have to look forward to? Like type of content? Is um, it- you're gonna get a lot of matches that are previously unreleased on the network, or, really, or okay. or also. Um, not officially released by by WWE, meaning you could possibly find some of them on YouTube at this point. Okay. But here you'll get actual release and probably better video quality at that. So, yeah, I am so excited. 
and there's there's quite a few releases out there so me personally being a Hulk Hogan mark from back in the day can't wait till they re uh, I get to see the Hulk Hogan one all over again that that was that was my first uh, Coliseum home video viewing was uh, was one all about Hulk Hogan some Hulkster yeah you get to see him wrestle in white trunks in white boots that was pretty interesting. So. Did, yeah, I see. He did that in. Uh, if not mistaken, he didn't he wear that in uh, his AWA days. Uh, the, yes, yes, and no. But uh, blue trunks too, I think. For for him to not be in the red and yellow. The yeah. So that yeah. the incredible yeah. Hulk Hogan at the time. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, incredible in quotation marks. Hulk Hogan. That's yeah, that's really cool. I, that's what I love about uh, the network. Actually, is I get to watch stuff that was before my time or that I was too young to remember. Um, so it's 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 definitely worth definitely worth checking out. And at nine ninety nine a month, I mean, come on, all that wrestling you get, it's a pretty fair deal. I gotta say, they 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 do uh, they do rob you on on uh, on contents on the current product, but certainly not on the network. I I would vouch for the network for the WWE network any day of the week. Uh, I. I I'm a frequent watcher. I know you are as well. And another great, another great product, and you can check it out on our website again at twenty uh, x twenty crewcom slash podcast slash njpw. A very similar product in New Japan Pro Wrestling World, uh, which is actually what we're currently watching right now. Uh, that's also roughly ten bucks a month, and you get live live events, uh, stuff that's. A lot, a lot of past events as well. They, they really, they really put it on there. I understand it's Japanese company, but they continue to put more and more emphasis on the English crowd. And it's a very the, the app and the website is very English friendly, so you don't have to worry too much about that. Um, and they, they do quite a, quite a few. Actually, I should say that it's not. That's an understatement. They do many shows now that is done using. English commentary. So. They, they've officially came out and stated that uh, they will be adding a lot of English commentary to even the archive stuff. Really? Over the next Ooh. year or so. So you got that to look forward to as well. That, yeah, I'm definitely uh, interested in that. But um, yeah. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. For what we're about to talk about, we are going to take a quick break though and uh, pay some more bills. So. Give us a second, we'll be right back. Stay tuned. This episode of the 20x20 Crew is sponsored by Amazon Prime. Sign up for a free 30-day trial, and you get instant access to thousands of movies and television episodes. You get to borrow Kindle eBooks. You also get unlimited free two-day shipping with no minimum order size. You don't have to purchase. You can cancel anytime and still show the 20x20 crew some love. You can sign up for Amazon Prime through the 20x20 crew by visiting our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. And now let's get back to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Thank you for joining us again here at the 20 by 20 crew. So we we just got finished discussing WWE's Royal Rumble 2018. That whole debacle. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but it is what it is. We're going to shift gears here and talk about a little bit of New Japan Pro Wrestling. There was a series of shows done in Sapporo. Yeah, two, two events. Two events. We're currently watching day one right now. Entitled uh, New Beginnings. We're 
we're, we're specifically going to talk about one thing that happened. We're not going to go over the entire card. That's going to be probably another show at some point. Yeah, well, you know, we always like to run down the New Japan card, one of our favorite products. For the time being, we're going to talk about the aftermath of the United States Heavyweight Championship match between Switchblade Jay White and the champion going into the match, Bullet Club's Kenny Omega. There was a little bit of a scuffle between Hangman Page after the match between him and Kenny Omega. Hangman Page came into the ring to essentially, uh, I guess, lay lay claim to a shot at the heavyweight title, to which Kenny Omega responded with taking the belt from him and giving it back to Jay White, which caused a little friction between the Hangman and Kenny Omega and multiple Bullet Club members came in to kind of break things up and only ended up making it worse especially when Cody came in and stirred the pot even more because there is some ongoing tension between him and Kenny Omega. Eventually both of the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson are in the ring and Omega pushes down Matt. It was Matt. Matt Jackson gets pushed down pretty violently by Kenny Omega. Kenny apologizes or tries to as the Young Bucks take off out of the ring not wanting anything to do with the situation. After a while, things seem to calm down between everybody to the point where Hangman Page, Marty Skrull both leave the ring leaving Kenny Omega and Cody to their own devices inside the ring. Cody basically gives Omega the okay like, hey, we're cool and he even opens the ropes for him (laughs) and as he does that, Cody lands the crossroads on Kenny Omega much to everyone's surprise. Who comes out to save Kenny Omega? It's not a Bullet Club member. It's Kota Ibushi. And Paige has got Omega! Wait a minute! What is this? Ibushi! 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 Listen to this crowd! For those of you who are not familiar, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi were once a tandem referred to as the Golden Lovers, a very LGBT community-friendly team. This this whole situation has since incited a lot of rumors about the future of Kenny Omega, about the future of the Bullet Club, about the future of Kota Ibushi. Um, and that's that's what we're we're about to talk about. There's a lot of places we can go with this. You and I were talking before we started. Kenny Omega, for, for a long time now, uh, being associated with New Japan Pro Wrestling, he has come out and stated over and over again and kept his story consistent with the notion that he wants to do things in the industry that are not being done. He He's kind of become this trailblazing figure in, in pro wrestling, going against the grain and making things happen that normally wouldn't happen for someone in the industry. Kudos to him for that, by the way. I'm uh, me personally. I, I'm not sure exactly where he's going with what is going on now. In your opinion, really quick, is he done with the Bullet Club? Bullet Club is fine. Ah, uh, man, I, I, my, my heart's telling me no. My mind's telling me I'm not sure. I, I potentially, and that's maybe that's my heart trying to my my my, my love for Bullet Club. <laughs> 
trying to tell me to, to lean that way, but I'm going to let you continue with what you have to say, so I, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. Okay. Again, Kenny Omega is this trailblazing figure in, in pro wrestling these days, and his first official statement post the situation, he has come out, and I, I don't know if, if you want to call it cryptic or just being vague, but he talks about Kota and, and, and being wanting to be next to, or be by Kota Ibushi's side, and that's all he's really wanted, was to stand in the ring with him. Aww. He goes on to say, um, I didn't go to WWE because I was waiting for him. Aww. Meaning Kota Ibushi. If we aren't together, there's no point. Aww. I want us to change the world together. I took belts with Bullet Club. One sweet! One sweet! One sweet! One sweet! Did a lot, but that was all the job. Golden Lovers transcends wrestling. With those words, you can't help but wonder if there's a possibility that they they go the route of playing up for, you know, again, this is wrestling. So I'm, I'm going to say playing it up as an angle that deals with topics that are LGBT community friendly. In this case, it would be probably some sort of possible homosexual angle to where, you know, they are, they are in love with each other, um, which let's face it is something very different in, in, in the pro wrestling industry, very different completely. I mean, whether you're trying to break it down by company or era or, or, or anything like that. I mean, you've in the past you've had wrestlers come out and and pronounce their sexuality publicly, albeit you know it, it, it's a different day and age, in a different time, and a different social climate. So it's going to there's going to be a completely different effect here. But in previous previous instances, a lot of the stuff was met with a lot of negative connotation and negative fanfare. What say you? How do you feel about if if New Japan plays up this angle where Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega have become lovers and and he's done with Bullet Club. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna still let you finish your point, so I'll keep this part this part short. The whole gay angle, I mean it's that's 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 fine. I I mean it, it is what it is. I, I mean I, I guess as, as a as a heterosexual it doesn't really doesn't wow me like oh let's let's go this route. I I, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish with an angle like that, I mean, it's not like it's a bad thing. I mean, you want to do a homosexual angle, like just, just do it. Like I, that's that's fine. I just don't know. Leaving the Bullet Club to do this, what is what's the end game here? I'm 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 really confused by that. Uh, so am I. Again, this is all speculation. But sure. The the an, another option for them to steer into would be the more traditional out of the two, where Kota Ibushi and Kenny Omega would basically lay claim to the tag team division. And and make a run for some titles and and doing doing things that are going to help New Japan grow and prosper into the states and uh, into other territories of the world. What do you say about that? Do you, is this is I, the wrestling fan in me <laughs> is more than likely like okay, this is probably where they're gonna go. Right. How do you feel? How do you feel about them possibly just 
doing all this to become a tag team? A tag team? I have the same the same response. Uh, again, if you want to do a tag team run, that's fine. But again, you leave the Bullet Club for this. I ask again, what's what's the end game? What's the point? I I look at this these these remarks that he he made regarding Kotobushi. I took belts with Bullet Club, did a lot, but that was all the job. Golden Lovers transcend wrestling. This is real. Aww. Is that a work? I imagine that's a work. That's an angle here. I, I, <laughs> I'm so confused by, by everything that, that that's going on right now. But this is this is from the this is from Monday. This is from Monday. That, that this is this yeah. This is his first <clears throat> official statement since the uh, the incident with Cody, which happened on Sunday, uh, the the same day as, as Royal Rumble. So the twenty eighth of January. So on the 29th of January, he's making these statements. Can I can I have the floor here? Please, uh, yeah, please. I, I, I'm <laughs> I'm genuinely interested in in uh, in getting inside your head with this one because there's there's a lot to play with. There is, there is, and I have to separate myself. So when I when I do this, I have to separate the 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 Kenny Omega mark, the the Bullet Club mark, because you know, my wife, you know, not to 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 make any kind of uh, derogatory jokes, but my wife says it all the time, like if if Kenny Omega gave me the opportunity, like I would leave her for him. <laughs> that that's just because I talk about Kenny Omega all the time because what he is professional wrestling. I I have no physical attraction to him. Aww. But because what he is to pro wrestling and the whole the whole comment he made about Bullet Club is it, it, to me it's got to be a work it just it has to be because you have a club you have a faction I should say that has taken the wrestling world by storm not just the wrestling world but the it's industry the, the, the whole industry even outside the industry I, I mean you have you have people. <laughs> Wearing Bullet Club shirts, almost like people wearing Slayer shirts, where you, you don't know what it is, but you know it's something. It's because you, know, you, you, you sell, bought you Hot Topic. They sell now. the shirts at Hot Topic for crying out yeah. loud. If that doesn't speak volumes about what's going on, I don't know what does. Yeah, they sell minor league wrestler shirts at, at Hot Topic. <laughs> so. I, I mean, and, and and so much of that is is to do with Kenny Omega. So much of that because of what he brings to the table, and 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 easily the best in-ring worker in the in the industry today. And I hate to do this because I I, I talk about WWE and how they they put a number on everything, but there, there's there's obviously a lot of logic behind that, which makes them so successful. So if Kenny Omega leaves Bullet Club, you take all of that is Kenny Omega and Bullet Club in in t-shirts and you pretty much just throw them out the window because it's like buying a a jersey for a player that got traded from that team. Well, I don't want to buy that jersey anymore. Uh, I certainly don't want to buy any more Kenny Omega Bullet Club shirts if Kenny Omega is no longer in him. Uh, I'm not saying that he can't do Golden Lovers t-shirts or just Kenny Omega t-shirts, but the Bullet Club name was such a it not just not was but is such a huge brand that you walking away from that again that's why i have to ask the question what are you hoping to accomplish here i certainly don't think it's an lgbt angle and i certainly don't think it's a it's a tag team run with with kota bushi not that either one of them could be successful but none of them stand a chance in what you accomplish in bullet club because everything that kenny omega wants to accomplish and and can be done by also being this big marketable entity in bullet club that doesn't it just help himself but it helps everything that bullet club is representing whether it be new japan pro wrestling whether it be ring of honor whether it be rev pro whether it be cmlo whether it be wwe if that ever happened you know which is 
outlandish at this point, but, you know, who knows? You never say never. Never say never in this business. And, you know, you walk away from that. To, to do what? So, I don't think Kenny Omega would, would make that decision. I just, I, I don't, unless, unless I mean, there's, obviously he knows something that we don't know, but it just, the timing is just terrible because, you know, we're talking about westernizing the product. We're talking about all-in show that uh, is being run by wrestlers to a self-promoted show. And not, I mean, Kenny Omega isn't everything, but you know, so much of that is Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega will be there to do these shows, to to sign the autographs, to to do everything that is involved with helping promoting a product. And as good as he is, as great as he is, he loses that edge by taking off that Bullet Club shirt and putting on a Golden Lovers or a Ken, just a plain old Kenny Omega shirt. You don't think his 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 skill and and uh, his efforts um, would be as successful? if he just does this as Kenny Omega? Not to the American audience, not right now. I want to say yes to that because it should. I, without a doubt, it should be enough, more than enough. But again, so much of the American audience that you're trying to appeal to is WWE, as a WWE audience, and they expect a Bullet Club Kenny Omega. They, that I, I, I would be safe to assume that. If this were to happen a few years from now, you know, you ask me that question, I don't have a problem saying, of course, his talent speaks volumes because to, to the Japanese audience of course it does Kenny Omega Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi are go- would be a great tag team yet again in New J- well they were I wasn't really much in New Japan for, for Golden Lovers if I'm not mistaken but they would be a great tag team in New Japan and they would they would uh, definitely be great champions no matter what the angle whether it's just a plain I want to be his tag team partner or if I want to be his life partner Aww. Whatever angle they decide to run with, it, it, they would make it work because you have two great in-ring talents. the the whole The whole idea, though, of of westernizing a product, and again, even if you want to be the, the this trailblazer and everything, you still have to think about the business side of it. And the business side of it works with him having that Bullet Club name on it. Again, I I could be wrong about that, but I I, I hear your points. And I, I just think about everything else, and it's a wait and see. I understand that, but the whole leaving the club and doing something different, there has to be a huge, not just a, just an end game. It has to be a huge end game, and a LGBT or a tag team title run and what have you just isn't enough for, to to leave something as big as Bullet Club. There, there's another thing we haven't talked about yet here, and um, before this incident uh, that happened on Sunday, Kenny Omega had come out and said also that he would love to wrestle Rey Mysterio Jr. Yes. If this situation is the beginning of an endgame that is to become him just doing business in a different way in the industry, and that's 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 what ends up being the like the transcendental situation here. Do you think? that possible situation where he would fight Rey Mysterio Jr. Do you think that has enough star power, enough momentum? Are enough people interested in seeing that to where he doesn't have to be successful with the Bullet Club? He could just be Kenny Omega and just go wrestle dream opponents? Yeah, that that, that definitely works. I mean, that's, that's, how, uh, that's how Cody started post-WWE was going through the indies and, and fighting uh, wrestling against multiple different opponents. I want to wrestle this guy. I want to wrestle that guy um and it definitely worked i i i i totally get that it's just 
it's a matter of now ensuring that you have that that business. I mean, again, you're still affiliate, you're still not affiliated, but not just be contracted by New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it's up to them to make that happen. Because I mean, when how long is his contract left with them? He's he's not a freelancer at this point. If I'm not mistaken, as we speak, I believe he has signed on for at least one more year. So we have all of 2018 with Kenny Omega being part of New Japan Pro. Wrestling. He's a New Japan Pro Wrestling contracted wrestler. So to do to go through and, and have dream matches, it has to be through New Japan Pro Wrestling. So you have that entity to still work with. And that's what I mean by being like doing business differently than it is done now. Because let's face it, a talent of his caliber in any other uh, promotion at this point, they don't get that treatment that that Kenny Omega is receiving from New Japan. And when I say that, I mean they're not taking their star and going outside the traditional means of, of acquiring talent in order to make dream match like they like New Japan has done with Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho so far true so with that said what what ha- what happens is this is this going to be Kenny Omega's legacy in your opinion is is he the one that's going to break the barrier the the traditional model for doing business and basically getting New Japan to sign him dream opponent after dream opponent after dream opponent as being part of the New Japan roster or is this something different honestly I don't I, don't, I wish I had, had more of an answer more of an opinion to it I I'm still so confused and and haven't fully processed the whole situation yet it's still obviously brand new we're only talking a few days after the events from uh day new beginning in Sapporo if they do that route I mean it, it's it's totally it's totally can work and you know let's let's face facts here like all right, Kenny Omega is a huge part of the Bullet Club but the Bullet Club will go on without him and they will still continue to thrive so long as they continue to work good angles great matches uh the whole shebang which I I have no doubt that they will my you know my my fear initially was Kenny Omega him running through doing fantasy matches after fantasy matches will makes our job easier because we don't have to do any Kenny Omega matches on the show but it, it's a it's a good theory I I don't know if New Japan has the, the resources to continue to pull that off over and over and then that leaves downtime to what does Kenny Omega do then does he only work super shows now I mean does he only do high profile matches in that sense does he do does he, you know is Kenny Omega ever going to be IWGP heavyweight champion because I, I sure as hell thought he was going to be I mean not saying he can't now but it's like what when does my 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 whole thing is i hope that in whatever decision he makes that the end game justifies the means and i at this point i i'm so confused i i look at it and say that the end game should be bullet club and that's me not again i'm trying my best to separate the fanboy in me it's just me saying the business side of it like that's just that's just the most beneficial to to his name is riding with that that bullet club logo unless they have again unless they know something that we don't which again, we're just fans, so we don't know what the what what they have in store. Maybe they have it all figured out by this point. But um, we'll have to wait and see. We are on the last day of January 2018 here as we talk about this. The next show for New Japan Pro Wrestling is Monday, February 5th, with a Road to the New Beginning show. Yeah. Uh, actually, no, uh, this is in Tokyo. Well, the for the New Beginning is yeah. in Osaka. So you're gonna have two two shows back to back Monday, February 5th and then Tuesday, February 6th. Those are road to the New Beginning shows. Those are going to take place at 
Cork and Hall in Tokyo. That'll be the first, or I should say, next glimpse of Kenny Omega and and this this whole situation. Well, I, I have to say this too, and I don't know how much stock to put into a, a YouTube show, but on the being elites. <laughs> the 90th episode that was aired uh, released I want to say yes uh, Tuesday the th- uh, January 30th so a day after these Kenny Omega remarks about Bullet Club just being a job you know they they, they there's a lot that goes like a 30 minute 30 minute episode or so you know or, or something and Kenny Omega is is seen uh, walking into walking through a, a hotel uh, hallway and he knocks on a door and it's the door of the Young Bucks who look at him and then you know then you, you flip the camera around and it's it's Kenny and it's Kota Bushi and they make a almost like an I'm sorry I forgive you type look at each other and then they enter Omega and uh, Ibushi enter the Young Bucks room so it, it could still lead to is there an angle here with with the Young Bucks now you know joining forces with Omega do, do they do a legit divide into the Bullet Club or is this also a point where the Young Bucks are just setting them up for for a beatdown because reason why it's it's relevant because the Young Bucks are the elites alongside with Kenny Omega and so they you know if, if anybody they would be the closest to Omega as far as storyline purposes are concerned so there's that possibility too is there a legit divide within Bullet Club you know, Cody and, and and Omega going to fight for for leadership. Uh, you know, is it? There's there's a lot of different angles they can do because Co- you know Kenny Omega is technically not kicked out of the Bullet Club. It certainly seemed that way. Now, obviously, Cody made his statement. So did Hangman Page because he was the one that was holding Cody up until Abushi came out. But then there's there's Marty Skrull. He never helped. He never in, in that episode he seemed disappointed by the situation, but never never picked a side. So uh, they're still leaving it up in the air. There's still pretty much there really is no wrong answer here. That's what makes it so frustrating for me. And the other point I want to make is where the hell is everybody else in this Bullet Club? Like where's where's God? We'll, we'll, you know? we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Really quick, hypothetically, again, this is all speculation, but being the 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 wrestling fan you are and knowing what you know, how invested would you be? and or what is your opinion of the Bullet Club splitting up into different competing factions? They shouldn't. They, they, they shouldn't at this point. At any point, really. I don't think. <laughs> but, uh, I, I'm not a fan of that. I'm just saying that it's, it's is, a possibility. Is this, would it be fair to say that you're not a fan of, of this because of the way the NWO was handled years ago where they split into, what, two or three different groups? It started out with two groups. And then mm. just the way those groups were handled? I mean, because let's face it, obviously it was never the same for the NWO after that happened. And also, it was kind of a different situation business-wise, too. I mean, let's face it, you had WCW who didn't have talent trading going on at the time. Right. Unlike New Japan here, where New Japan kind of has that, that opportunity to let, you know, hey, again, it's all speculation. Let's say we have Bullet Club A and Bullet Club B, and now you've got access to all this talent from, uh, you know, places like CMLL or Ring of Honor 
Connor, does that does that change your opinion about splitting up the Bullet Club into different factions? To a, to a small degree, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I still have to see it, get behind it. I I'm I'm just, I'm just not a fan of taking something and something like a faction, I should say. And and now not saying we're, we're let me rewind here. So Los Ingrenables is a faction that does this. They're based out of CMLL. That's where they're originally from. Tetsuya Naito had his excursion originally in TNA, but that was a bust. Uh, went to the CMLL and joined the group. Came back to Japan and started his own version of that group. Just, it, it, But it wasn't a rival. It was a Japan chapter. So you expanded on something else, but you created its own chapter. So when they did Fantastica Mania in, in late January, they had the two the two chapters kind of join forces and saying, you know, we, we have this, the same mindset, the same entity. We just, we hand, you know, you're from Mexico, we're from Japan. To split up Bullet Club in the sense of being a rival group, even with the sea of talent that you could add to it, it'll still be Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. And it just doesn't have the same, doesn't have the same meaning anymore. Because to me, the reason why, I, and this is how I explain this to my wife, the reason why I fell in love with the Bullet Club is because you had a group of wrestlers, talented wrestlers, that kind of just did their own thing. They they were rebels without a cause. And some of them were were guys that were told that they weren't worth much in other in other promotions. And it was pretty much a, a, a fuck you in that we're going to take over and be this entity that you say that we can't be. It was it was when AJ Styles was, left TNA because he was told he wasn't worth the money he was asking. And he goes to New Japan and joins the Bullet Club and says he's worth every damn penny that he was asking for and more. It was Kenny Omega who had no name, joined the Bullet Club and became the one of the biggest names of professional wrestling today. Cody, same thing. You know, you're, you're not a main eventer in WWE, but oh, I'm going to dominate other promotions. And he was a perfect fit for Bullet Club because of that reason. To split it up, you can make it work, I'm sure. But to me, it'll never have that special feeling that the Bullet Club now has. Like, it's it's not just a, a wrestling faction. It, what they stand for, too. And, and again, I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not that guy, you know, that everybody makes fun of. Like, it's still real to me, damn it. Like, it's not that. But it has that special feeling where it just it just means a hell of a lot more because of the the meaning behind meaning behind it and what they represent, even as a fictional pro wrestling faction. And to split it up, it just it won't be as as entertaining to me because it won't be as authentic anymore. That's what you take away from it. And by by doing that angle where you're splitting them up, I again I'll still be a Bullet Club fan, but it just it'd be it is what it is at this point. It, just, it would just be yeah, they're a cool faction. My dad's from Mexico, <laughs> <laughs> and, and my mom's not Japanese. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> another thing we haven't talked about in all this is is from like an old school frame of mind. But after what happened, it, it is arguable to sit there and say that Kenny Omega is being turned to babyface, especially with help from Kota Ibushi, who is a babyface. And, and on the other side of that coin, so to speak, is something we haven't talked about yet, and that is the heel antics of IWGP Heavyweight Champion Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika Okada. What do you think about 
Okada turning heel. Uh, are you in agreement that it's happening? How do you feel about it? Come on, man. Let me pick your brain. It should have happened on January 4th. That was that was the perfect time. <laughs> you had Tatsuya Naito, the heel, turning babyface because of how over he was, positively over he was. All the cheers versus Kazuchika Okada, who was still getting cheered, but let's face it, it wasn't nowhere near as loud as Naito. It, it should have happened then. The day one of, uh, of Sapporo, new beginning of Sapporo, he... Has a six-man tag for fellow Chaos members against Los Ignobles de Japón. He is set to defend that championship against Sonata, fellow member of uh, Los Ignobles, in uh, New Beginning in Osaka. He calls him out and sets to... Doesn't like the fact that Sonata walks away from him and he comes out and beats the crap out of him, pulls him back in the ring and shoves money, albeit fake money, but money in his... <laughs> In his uh, in his mouth. That's if that doesn't scream heel to you, you must not have taken wrestling one on one, because because that's that's a heel move. So uh, yeah, Kazuchika Okada is definitely turning heel, and I'm glad you brought that up because again, it goes back to what we were discussing before. You have Kenny Omega who you feel is turning heel, which or excuse me, babyface, which I would not disagree with at all. Are you sure that your wife isn't right and that you wouldn't leave her for Kenny Omega? I'm happily married. Okay. <laughs> All right. Continue. I, I'm happily married. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, so Kenny Omega is definitely turning babyface. It, it, it's pretty obvious. And he's part of a heel faction. Kazuchika Okada is turning heel. It's pretty obvious. And he's and part of a babyface faction. A babyface faction. Yeah, Chaos is definitely all, all babyfaces. Kind of a weird way to do a, a, a double turn. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think it should have happened at Russell Kingdom. Yes. Where him and Naito were in the title match. And clearly everybody was behind. Naito, yeah, it should happen there. Double switches don't happen that often. They're they're a special thing. Oh my god! When, yeah. When when the crowd can deter what happens, you know, like and obviously deter what happens. Like it's a special thing, and and they 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 did drop the ball with that one. I haven't watched. Let me rephrase. Out of all my years watching pro wrestling, and e- even people that have watched pro wrestling way longer than I have, basically hold with the highest esteem Stone Cold Steve Austin, Bret the Hitman Hart double turn from WrestleMania 13 um, as one of the greatest double. Turns in the history of professional wrestling. Yeah, it was standing the test of time for Completely. sure. Completely. Yeah. So if you're not familiar what we're talking about and how how to properly execute a, a double turn, <laughs> you should go check it out. It is available on the WWE Network. You can find more information on signing up if you don't have a subscription already uh, over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. But yeah, it should have happened in on January 4th. And now that it has not happened, how do you feel? How do you feel about this slow build uh, of uh, him like gradually turning heel and the possibility of Kenny Omega gradually turning babyface. The, the only the only thing I, I can say is that I, I think those are on a parallel line. So I don't I don't see them 
crossing paths, at least not anytime soon. The reason why I say that is because the whole Okada situation is all about everything he does involves Los Ignobles, which is why he's defending against Sonata. But having that said, it's it's interesting that they're doing both of them at the same time, whether it's parallel or not, because Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada are, for New Japan Pro Wrestling, they are the the biggest entities for the company. They Those two guys are one of the main reasons why asses are in, are in seats as, as often as they are for the company. Every 18 inches. Every 18 inches. <laughs> And to do that, it, it's it, it's interesting to see how, how where where they go from here. And I yeah, I, I just think that for that for, for that purpose, it's it's a bold move. It's a bold move to do both at the same time. But it, it definitely can work because of the two guys. But my my thing is the again not to keep being a dead horse, but the Kenny Omega situation is timing for for Bullet Club is completely off. For Okada, it's it's interesting because when a guy turns inside of a faction, what what does it do? for the rest of that faction. Does, does he leave Chaos? Do they become a, a heel faction again? Because Chaos used to be a heel faction. Uh, certainly the addition of Switchblade Jay Weiss had me scratching my head too, because that's definitely a heel character. I mean, this is a guy that uh, came in as Switchblade and and uh, brutally attacked Hiroshi Tanahashi, who is, although not at the level anymore of current popularity of Okada and and uh, and, and Omega, I mean, he's, he's like the talented John Cena. I mean, he's just—he <laughs> just—he is—he is what the company is all Take about. That, John Cena. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's—he's he's the ace. He's the ace. So I mean, uh, you know, and Switchblade comes out and does that. He's definitely a heel, but then he joins Chaos. It, it kind of—I so don't know if this is a, a whole shift in Chaos. I'm not—I'm not sure what the hell's going on. It's a confusing time. Yeah, I, I'm not—I I guess this is why it's called the new beginning because it sure as hell is brand new to me because you know when we came in the wrestle kingdom i had i had plenty of answers and uh the quote uh, we talked about him twice in this show now uh, the quote the legendary roddy piper just when they think they got the answers i change the questions I'm so goddamn confused by what's going on. I do know this. Uh, we're watching now. I'm, I'm, of course, entertained by the entering action. I'm just, my mind's just scrambling of what, what the hell they're trying to do here. I'm glad you mentioned the parallels between Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada's uh, situations here. I'm going to fantasy book really quick. The following contest scheduled for one fall. Okay. Tell me what you think about this. Because I really feel strongly about it. So, here's what's going to happen. If I had it my way, you're going to have Kenny Omega make a slow baby face turn over the course of a few months. And no longer in Bullet Club or does it not matter? He's in Bullet Club, but he's going to be facing off against multiple Bullet Club members over the course of these few months. Okay. Okay. And then, again, I'm fantasy booking here. Kazuchika Okada is going to do the same thing but slowly turn heel and along the way go through members of chaos. Okay. Because they don't want him to. They don't want him to turn heel just like the Bullet Club doesn't want Kenny Omega to turn babyface. And then when it all is said and done, you have to have that match. You have to have that match. They somehow come back together and you get your 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 much touted, long awaited rematch for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Kazuchika Okada defending against Kenny Omega. What's your end result? Kenny Omega goes over Okada. And we have a new 
IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And what does the Bullet Club say to that? And your, uh, if you had it your way, one sweet, of course, because then he'd go, <laughs> he'd be going back to being heel. We 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 see a double turn. You see a double turn that way. We see a double turn that way. They spend all this time. Are you saying that because I want I want this to happen? <laughs> no, I, this is. The, I mean, I yeah. I, this is what I really love the way this turns. Yeah, I'm a patient person. I would love to see this play out this way. You have go all the way to like Wrestle Kingdom, or that's, is that too long? No, I think yeah. that. I mean, ish, I'm, to me, that's perfect timing. But yeah. again, I'm 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 more of an old school frame of mind. But to see that slow build, yeah, you you have Omega against going against the grain of what he is now. Okada doing the same thing on the other side uh, of New Japan, and then. They come together to vie for the title, and then they do a double turn, and they go, you know, Omega goes back to being healed Kenny from the Bullet Club, and Okada goes back to being babyface Rainmaker for Chaos. Chaos, yeah. Minus that, the title. Right, right. That, that's awesome. That's awesome booking right there. The uh, the one wild card, of, of probably many, but the, the one main wild card is when and where does Tetsuya Naito get his rematch he's bound to win that title at some point i think i think it has to happen kind of soon i i would say we're you know we're we're just now getting into february so i'd say within the next two months he wins that title he wins that title and then okada takes it um, dominion in june yeah i would say dominion in june so a shorter title reign for naito but again you get that kind of payout yeah i mean like i said this is this fantasy booking here yeah it, it totally can work out that way but then the other wild card is too is what's up with kota Bushi? you know does Kota Bushi eventually turn Bullet Club too? <laughs> or does he turn on Kota at some point? I, I well I think uh I think Abushi I think Abushi just hangs in there and he's he's not he's not Bullet Club he but he is pro Kenny Omega and there would be conflict week after or month after month between the two not to the point where they're arguing but it to the point where Abushi is beside himself like why am I doing this you know why why am I hanging on to a friendship when I, when I keep getting confused and, and what have you with what Kenny Omega is doing here. And you you don't necessarily have to have a, an immediate payoff with the end result of that relationship. Things can still still be booked the way I just booked it. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. It's just, it's going to be an interesting build-up between just, just trying to get any kind of explanation to what the hell's going on. You know, the other thing, too, as we're watching day one here, you know, Jay White. Jay White made the, the uh, statement that he was going to destroy the bullet club what if this angle is a jay white situation where he's i don't know he's planting the seeds here who the hell knows i i i, I sure as hell don't i don't have the answers for you i like to hear your opinions though because i you know maybe you guys know out there know something more than, than we do because i am just beyond confused hit us up on social media uh you can find us on t- twitter at 20 by 20 crew that's 20x20 crew you can also find us on facebook just look uh, look our page up uh 20 by 20 crew on facebook yeah yeah we would love to know what you think about all this and please fantasy book the hell out of Please, 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 yes. We're always, always interested in, in hearing what our listeners have to say. We love hearing a variety of opinions, even from those of you who think everybody besides WWE is considered the minor league. I even want to hear from you that that more than one guy out there. So. Yeah, because he hears it from me, and I, I'm tired of being middle band here. I'm <laughs> tired of getting yelled at. Like, how dare they think that way? You, you talk to him. Man. You go through take, him. Yeah, take the time. <laughs> get, get it, you know, hop on social media. Make sure you're 
you're wearing your Braun Strowman show me your hands shirt or whatever the fuck it says. Come get these hands. Come get these hands. <laughs> Stupid fucking shirt. Make sure you're wearing that while you type out your, your uh, re- rebuttals to us. And, uh, yeah, hit us up, man. We're definitely interested in what you have to say. Absolutely. Um, that's what makes wrestling great. Yeah, that's what makes wrestling great. I just got to say one thing. Sure. I just want to say I love I love your wife. I love my wife. Okay. Sorry, Kenny. Yeah, sorry, Kenny. We'll talk. (laughs) (laughs) You see that one tweet he just did on the screen? That was for you. That was for me. That was for you. Yeah, that's for me. Two things I actually want to say. So I bought my first Kenny Omega shirt, and it came the day before all this happened so i don't know if i cursed everything oh man you're you're as bad as me and and uh the philadelphia eagles there are there are certain things and i won't even mention them here but there are certain things i do with my gear that uh that i'm very superstitious about and so far we've made it to the super bowl this all right season, so, so keep keep doing it for your sake <laughs> uh the other thing too i the the whole uh do japan real quick the, the the young lion situation how they're built up it's, it's a really intriguing method of training and i'm, I'm not really going to go into that but uh i through all of this i mean we're talking about bullet club we talk about kenny omega uh, hats off to fucking ken uh, sorry to uh to jay white man because i just i did my research on, on this a little bit and he's never won a championship in his career thus far so to Win your first championship against Kenny Omega for the United States Heavyweight Championship. I, I mean, my hat's off to Switchblade Jay White. Hell, hell yeah, hell, hell of a wrestler there. Now he's got a badass character to go along with it. So, uh, if there's any good that happened from that, as me as a as a Bullet Club mark, Jay White is a is a. Even though I was surprised that he took it this early, I, I hats off to him, and that's that's a that's definitely one of those. Uh, it's it's going to be a huge mark in his entire career. So that's it. That's all I want to say. All that's right, up Jay White again. Catch us on Twitter at 20x20crew and catch us on Facebook at 20x20crew. Or you can email us at 20x20crew at gmail.com. Don't forget, we're also available that way. And we've got the website too, 20x20crew.com. Again, if you don't have a WWE Network subscription, you can find more information on that at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. And also, if you don't have a New Japan Pro Wrestling World subscription, you can find more information on that at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash NJPW. We are also affiliated with Amazon. Please take the time, show us a little bit of love, and sign up for Amazon Prime. Get all kinds of great benefits for being a Prime member. Free two-day shipping. Sometimes even free one-day shipping. Free one-day shipping. Depending on on your area, yeah. Yeah, depending on your area, which is awesome. I've had my my fair share of one-day ships. Pretty fucking sweet. I thought you were patient. I am patient. <laughs> One sweet, by the way, not too sweet. I don't want to get sued. But yeah, sign up. Sign up for Prime through us over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. You don't have to pay anything extra. You can cancel anytime you want, and we still get a little love from Amazon to help us cover some costs. That would be highly appreciated by us. Absolutely. With that said, until next time. One sweet for me, probably one sweet for Matt. Uh, maybe some kisses to Kenny Omega. And That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> and we'll see you next time, guys. Take care.